Welcome back to Hour 2 of the WRSU crew. Dennis Geisler, Alex Carminati, David Palumbo here with you. And in just a moment, we will have a quick chat between, I believe it is Alex Carminati, and Rutgers men's soccer head coach Jim McEldry. And <laughs> we'll get that in just a minute. But regardless, David, looking at this Rutgers men's soccer team, it's been an interesting time for this uh, team lately. They had two wins to start off Big Ten play, but against probably the two worst teams Northwestern in the Big Ten. and Wisconsin. Someone else, Wisconsin. And then... They drew against Ohio State, a pretty impressive showing against what was nearly a top 10 team, and then they lost to Maryland, uh, a top 10 team, but after leading them 2-0 early on in the game, and leading for a majority of the game in general, what do you kind of see of this team moving forward, I guess, given what we've seen here? I think this team is a lot better than their record is. Everything I've seen from this team is a lot of fight. I know they... Alex, Alex or Christian was telling me beforehand that they've come back in a bunch of games on the road because I haven't really followed any of the road games, but mm-hmm. this team is really not bad at all. Like, the women's team gets a lot of hype, and rightly so, but the men's team is definitely solid, and I think that they could surprise some people heading into postseason time, too, because just looking at the rest of the schedule now, it is not too tough. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they're basically guaranteed to be in the Big Ten yeah. tournament, and... They feel reasonably likely to host a game, even, which would be huge for this program in general. That's and, something they haven't done in many, like I many said, years. And like I said, I think they're better than their record. And Absolutely. I'm pretty confident in saying that, too. Like, yeah, you're right. They're really not a bad team at all. Look, look there's solid. been a lot of mistakes. That's been guaranteed. But you look at the game with Princeton. If they held on, that that would have been a win. If they didn't concede the game time goal to Fordham, that would have been a win. The fact yeah, that they I mean, came I, back I, from from oh, o- Ohio State and tied that game with two seconds to draw with the Buckeyes, number 11 Ohio State, is impressive in its own right. So there are a lot of games where they had the lead, they lost it, or they had to play from behind. They just tie the game and get one point out of it. And yes, yeah, say what you want about what happened on Tuesday. You had the lead, you lost it, you gave up three unanswered, you lost to a really good team in Maryland. Did weather play a role? Maybe. Did the shift of location play a role? Maybe. No fans there as well because of the weather? That probably played, played a toll as well. But this is still a very good team, a competent team with a lot of competition, great players. MD Myers is having a great season Dude, at Rutgers. Nice. He's insane. He's really good. And not just that. You have so many other players getting involved. I, I sound like someone who doesn't know much about soccer because I truly don't. But I've been to nearly all the games, and he's, no, he's dude, great. he's really no, good. No, he, he, he is the conductor of the offense right now. Yeah. And not just him and Jackson Temple, but you got guys like Cole Crothers, Ian Abbey, Pablo Avila, Jason Barigi, who's coming nice all too. of a sudden like, like a bright morning star, <laughs> scoring these goals left, right, up, and down. And Tom DeVizio, this grass student, coming out DeVizio there nice making big plays. MD Myers might be the captain, but he has a lot of lieutenants and sergeants and privates in his back force with him to create the offense we're seeing. Now, say 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 whatever you want about the goalkeeping, the defense, whatever. This is a really, really good team, and yes, they are better than, than they are record-wise. But this 100%. week versus Indiana, this Sunday, that's a big test right there. 
And if they can bounce back there and then play Stony Brook and then travel out to Michigan State and then host Michigan, that's a lot of big games there. We'll see how it all goes. But with that, I had the privilege, to, uh, uh, chance and privilege to speak with Jim McKeldry, the head coach of Rutgers Men's Soccer. Coach Coach McKeldry spoke with me this Tuesday. Here's my chat with him now on WRSU-FM New Brunswick Live on The Crew. Station, what's going on? I'm Alex Carbonati of WRSU. Rutgers men's soccer coming off a tough loss to Maryland by a score of 3-2 in Piscataway. Joining me right now to recap the game, head coach Jim McKeldry of the men's soccer program. Coach, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, coach. And again, you guys had a great effort yesterday in that game. You were up 2-1 at one point. You fell short 3-2. What happened uh, against Maryland where you had the lead but you lost it? Yeah, tough game. You know, you play a top 10 team in the country and uh, they've got some, some great players, but also some great experience. But I really thought our guys played uh, a fantastic game. You know, we created a ton of chances. Um, their goalkeeper made a couple of big saves late. Uh, really, I felt we were unlucky not to get something out of it, not only a tie, but maybe even a win for that game. And I think our guys know prove to themselves and and to, to maybe to others that um you know we can play with anybody even the best teams in the country and, and maybe even feel really disappointed not to walk away with a, at least a tie if not a win well again you know you're coming off two matchups against number 11 ohio state and then number eight maryland a, a great tie with two seconds to go tom divisio scored the uh the game tying goal in columbus last week and, and then of course you fell short to maryland on the 4th of October. Um, what does it mean to be playing so competitively with these two teams, even though you didn't win both of those games? Yeah, I think that's the league we're in, and uh, I think our guys are, are right in the mix with that group. I feel we've got a team that can compete with anybody, and uh, I think they showed that. You know, I actually thought we played better um, kind of Rutgers soccer, as I would say, like really connecting on passes and, and creating a lot of goal-scoring chances against Maryland. I thought uh, the Ohio State game was just a real kind of tight game. On the road, it was uh, um, not as many chances for either team in that game, even though uh, you know there was a couple of goals in the game. I just it was a it was a little cagier of a game where this one was you know I think two really good teams kind of going at it, and um, you know they scored a couple of kind of highlight highlight real goals, which you know not much we could do about that. But I thought we created enough to not only score the two goals we did, but to, to you know, to score another one at least. So, you know, I feel really good about how our guys played, how they competed, and um, and really just showed themselves that they can uh, they can play with anybody. Uh, we just got to clean up a couple little details on the defensive side, but I feel really good and really proud of how the guys competed yesterday. Take me through the way MD Myers played, and MD had a great game. The first two goals of the game were scored by him. How did uh, he play in your eyes? And with the way he played, how did that push this team to have the lead at one point? Yeah, you know, I think I've said to everybody that's asked me about MD, I mean, he's an impressive guy. Uh, obviously, he's a very good soccer player, but he trains really hard. He plays both sides of the ball really well. He's uh, kind of a quiet leader, um, but he scored a great goal, good pass by Tommy Divizio uh, to score the first goal, and then, you know, really kind of opportunistic on the on the second goal on a, on a short corner that, that we had played and, um, you know, just kind of redirected it in the goal. But, you know, I think if you ask MD, he probably thinks he could have scored a couple more yesterday 
yesterday. He um, he, he works so hard, gets into great spots, um, and it, the last one just didn't fall for him. But he he's a real um, special type player in that he can play against the best players in the country and um, and show really well. He's very important to our team and how we want to play and how you know how we want to expose teams. So I really thought he was uh, as good as usual uh, against Maryland, and I and caused them some real problems. Again, he scored both goals, but four different players assisted on MD's goals. Tom DeVizio, Jason Parigi, Pablo Avila, and Cole Crothers. What does that show about the versatility of this team offensively? MD might be scoring the majority of the goals, but he's getting many players involved. Yeah, for sure. I think you know a lot of those guys you just mentioned uh, had really good games yesterday. Pablo, um, Cole Crothers as a freshman, uh, mm-hmm. Tommy leading as a, as a senior, and Jason is really come along this season of you know he was very good as a player last year but this year we asked him to to be a little more productive in the stat box and he has you know right. whether it's been setting up goals um, or scoring goals so you know I thought those guys all played really well and, and and as I said before there was a couple of moments where those guys could have even had a couple of more stats if not for a couple of great saves by their goalkeeper or um, or just kind of getting shots blocked so you know those guys um, have all really played well. You know it was funny. It's a it's a weird feeling when you walk off and you lose and you really feel uh, devastated for the players. But as I said to them in the locker room, you know I thought they played incredibly well. Mm-hmm. You know sometimes when you don't get the result you want, you you maybe feel that hey we didn't do some things that we wanted to do. I, I really thought our guys uh, were at the top of the game yesterday and and were really pushing the game to win it and also when we went down a goal to to really push hard to tie the game. So I really have no complaints about what they brought. And again, that defense, tell me about how uh, you feel about the defense, the way they played. They had the lead. They they gave up three unanswered, of course, to lose that game. Even though, you know, that happened, how would you react to the way your defense played altogether? Yeah, you know, I thought our guys at the back were really good. You know, two of our best players this year have been uh, Joey Zielinski and Hugo Lewinick centrally at the back, and I thought they were excellent yesterday. If you look at the goals, I mean, I'm not sure if you watched the game, but um, the, the game, the goals that they scored, one was from about, you know, 30 yards out, which was just kind of a, an incredible goal, and then one was a bicycle kick kind of out of nothing. So, mm-hmm. you know, those those goals don't really fall on any individual players. It's just sometimes you kind of have to say, hey, that was a – that was an incredible play they made. Uh, you know, I think the goal we'll watch back a little bit is our is the third goal we conceded, where it was just a little messy. We couldn't clear it, and then when uh, um, when they took a shot, it deflected off one of our players and and went in. So that one, I think, is the one we'll look back and say, hey, could we have done some things differently there? And and uh, and we look on the other end. You know, was there a couple of moments that um, you know, with all of our good play and our passing and our movement? Um, ended with really good shots on goal. How do we get those across the line? But, you know, I think our back four uh, of uh, Chris Teo, Joey Zielinski, uh, Hugo Lewinick, and Tommy DeVizio were some of our best players yesterday. So I really thought, um, uh, you know, they, you know, you concede goals and you look at the back, but soccer's a team game from front to back. So I thought those guys were really good yesterday. Talk to me about Ari Briscoe and the way he played all together. He had a very solid first half. In the second half, of course, he considered those two goals. Ari had two saves in the first half and no saves in the second half. What do you think went right for Ari and also not so good for Ari? Well, I think you just said it. I think our 
you know, you look at the, the box score and you see three goals are conceded, but if you really look at how many shots we conceded yesterday, our, our, our team was really good. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't concede a lot against um, a lot of opportunities against one of the best teams in the country, one of the higher scoring teams in the country as well, uh, with guys who have, have uh, you know, done very well for three, four years for Maryland. So, you know, we didn't concede a lot. You know, I thought Ari kicked the ball for the most part very well. Um, he didn't have a lot to do in terms of tons of saves. You know, I thought the first two goals that we conceded, there's really not much he can do. One's from 30 yards out, which is, again, just an incredible goal. And the other one's a bicycle kick that there's really not much he can do about it. Sure. I think, if, you know, the, the third goal is something where he comes out and, and gets his hands on it. He'll probably be the first to tell you he wants to he wants to hold on to that one. But as you you know, yesterday was a tough day. The elements were incredible. We had, a, you know, a, um, a game moved from our game field to our practice field. I thought our guys handled that really well, um, which was unfortunate because I thought we would have had a big crowd last night um, supporting us against a, a top 10 team in the country. But, you know, that was disappointing to have to go to a, the practice field. Our facilities people did an amazing job getting that going. But, you know, with no fans there, it, uh, it, it didn't feel like a home game for us. You know, it just felt like a neutral site almost. So, um, but, but I thought Ari, for the most part, was solid. And as we've said all year, those, those two goalkeepers, uh, Kieran Dalton and Ari, have played well and, uh, and trained really well. So, um, you know, I thought, uh, I thought he had a solid day. So with that in mind, who could we see, uh, you know, starting for Rutgers versus Indiana this Sunday? Yeah, most likely it'll be Kieran. We've kind of alternate back and forth. And, you know, we've kind of told the guys, you know, at some point we may go with one or the hot hand, so to speak. But, you know, right now I think we're, you know, we're comfortable with um, with Kieran coming in um, on Sunday. It just makes sense that we've been alternating back and forth. And, uh, you know, and then we'll see every game we kind of kind of take a, a, a step back and say, hey, who's, who's the best fit for this game? Because it's not only about how they're doing, but it's a little bit about the opponent and the matchups that we're trying to trying to get. And uh, like any sport, you know, matchups end up being really important. But, you know, Kieran's done well, and, and most likely we'll see him in goal on Sunday. And even though, you know, the main goalie, Aaron Asher, has been injured for the entire season, we won't see him in 2022. What influence has he had on both the goalkeepers for Rutgers? Yeah, well, actually, uh, Oren, um was, was around yesterday. He's actually... Um, because he had surgery back in Israel, he's hasn't been back on campus. Okay. He's um, is finishing his degree online because that was the only classes he had left. But he actually was um, – he's here this week, okay. uh, and he was at the game yesterday, so it was great having him back on campus. He's a, he's a great guy. He um, He's a good teammate, and, uh, you know, he doesn't know Kieran well, but he knows Ari very well. Right. So, you know, he was excited for both of those guys. I've talked to Arn a lot over the last – you know, six months dealing with his injury because ultimately it's very tough for for someone like him, you know, having to have a second shoulder surgery and, and missing his whole uh, you know kind of senior year here. So mentally, it's very challenging. But he's a really good guy, a really good teammate, super supportive, and it was a lot of it was helpful having him um, back on campus for our game yesterday. Absolutely, indeed. And, and uh, coach, last last question for you. Again, this game, your next one, Indiana. You're hosting them at home. How big is it going to be for Rutgers to rebound after the tie, but of course the loss to Maryland that happened on Tuesday? Yeah, I think it's always important. Um, the next game is the most important game. I mean, even if you win a game, uh, it, it doesn't help you a lot in that next one. So our conference is, is brutal. It's, it's incredibly tough, uh, as you just said. 
We'll have a three-game stretch here where it's Ohio State, uh, Maryland, and Indiana, all incredibly tough games, all with a lot of talented guys and all having good seasons. So um, it'll be another real challenge for our guys. Hopefully we'll be back on, on your sack field, our, our home field, and have fans there that can help us kind of push us across the line. I think we missed that a lot yesterday, but uh, hopefully we'll be back there on, on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I feel really good and, and about uh, where our team is in terms of how we're playing. But, uh, you know, uh, ultimately you've got to try to turn some of these great opportunities into, into wins. But, you know, it's it's a little bit uh, just kind of keeping our players focused on the next game. They've been really good all year. I have no complaints about any of our effort, competitiveness, or, and, and really implementing what we're trying to do from training to game. So uh, these games are tough to win. It's, uh, it's a tough league, so you just got to keep pushing and uh, remain confident and, and trust that you and your teammates are going to be able to um, you know, keep getting a little bit better. And uh, we're not far away from being one of the best teams in the country. I truly believe that. And, uh, you know, we'll just keep at it again. And our next opportunity is Indiana. So uh, that's what we'll focus everything on. Next time up for Rutgers, Indiana at your sack field. Hopefully weather allowing the Scholar Knights looking to bounce back after a tough loss to Maryland on Tuesday in Piscataway. Coach, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Coach Jim McKeldry of Rutgers Men's Soccer. Coach, thanks so much again for your time. Skull Knights coming off a really, really tough loss to Maryland, but they look to rebound this Sunday when they host Indiana at Yersack Field. Hopefully the weather will not push the game to the Miller Complex. That's what happened on Tuesday. If it was not the case, it would have been more fans. Could have been a different outcome, and Rutgers definitely would have been much, much more prepared compared to shifting three minutes before the game was supposed to take place and shifting between three hours or so. It's a quick difference either way it happened. Rutgers had to lead but sadly lost for their sake to Maryland. With that, we'll take a break. We'll come back. When we return, 24 hours away from Rutgers football, they're taking on Nebraska in the Blackout Friday game. Of course, coverage will be here on WRSU. Myself and and our, and my very good friend, Dennis Geisler, will be on the call tomorrow night. He, I, and Dave Palumbo will break down the matchup when we return on the two, on the Thursday crew. Not Tuesday, Thursday crew on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. That was last Friday night, but this Friday night, tomorrow night, Rutgers football hosts Nebraska. We're back on the crew for you, the Thursday edition on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Dennis Geisler, Dave Palumbo, they're with me. I'm Alex Carbonati, and gentlemen, under 24 hours to go, Rutgers plays host to Nebraska at SHI, and here's the deal. The Scarlet Knights tomorrow night have to beat Nebraska, and if not, I think you can say so long. Well, I suppose that, that I, I don't disagree. Uh, I mean, we still play out the rest of the season. Of we still see what development this team has. But chances but... for a bowl game are slim to none. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. I I find it hard to be super optimistic. Just I just think back to the last time I was at SHI, you know, on the sideline. I see I mean, you. How you many, talk my do, ear do off. Do you know how long it's been since Rutgers has won a home Big Ten game? What, 20, oh 2018? Gosh. Yes, 2018. 18? Who, who, That's uh, right. And they, played, they beat who God. again? I literally don't remember. Yeah, I remember seeing that 2018, but... Like this is a game that they should win, but I just that's what I'm they saying. Like the win. last, the last time I was there, it was just bad. Well, the Iowa game was it was rough. It was it was very bad to watch. And again, if you take away those defensive mistakes that led to it 14 was, defensive was, points, Rutgers could have well they shipped. That's what. Excuse me, it was 2017 when they beat Maryland. 
Maryland, 2017. Yeah. 2017. So five years in the making, this could be. But it, like, this is the game that they should win. Mm-hmm. No, I mean... They should win. And again, you know, Nebraska is a train wreck of a team. I know. They fired their coach. Their defense Even is still, atrocious. I mean, they should be, they should win this game. I mean, you still look at it and say, okay, there are a lot of really talented players on this Nebraska sure, but team. Casey they should Thompson's win this game. obviously they scary. Dennis, they should win this game. Think about it this way. I'm, I'm going to say that, like, if they're a team that would be making, like, how, how do I put this? If you're trying to have six wins in the yeah. Big Ten this year, you, yeah, no. you win this game. Yeah, it's no, not like... Yeah, that's definitely true. It's I'm not like you saying compete that, like, and you lose, you win this game. Right. And yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's not just that, but put it in this factor. You mentioned the talent Nebraska has. Yeah, they have talent, but they can't put the pieces together. This might be a sad comparison or a bad comparison, maybe, but just like Rutgers women's basketball last year. They had pieces, they had talent, but they couldn't put it together. That's a decent comparison. You know, they couldn't put the pieces together to work things out. That's the deal with Nebraska football this year. That's a really good comparison. Now, Rutgers, say whatever you want about their offense. The defense is great. The defense bails them out. The defense keeps them alive. Say whatever you want about Simon, Wimsett, Vedro, whoever the quarterback is. I don't care what you say, but the point is this. This offense must, must, must have a strong start. They can't be afraid to throw the ball over the middle. And if they do that, they have to be precise on their passes. I'm not saying hit the man every time, but at least throw it in his direction. Don't throw it either A, in double coverage, B, miss him completely, or C, he's wide open and you don't look at him at all. If those three things happen, it's going to be a main, main problem. And, um, you know, it is very, very important for this, for this offense to start strong, to start strong in this game. Yeah, and I will say when you actually kind of look at it on paper, obviously Nebraska's bad defensively, very bad, both for passing and for rushing. But uh, when you look at how Rutgers probably needs to win this game, the answer is probably keep the Nebraska defense on the field as long as you can, absolutely, by keeping the ball on the ground, and then on the same token, keep the Nebraska offense off the field as long as you can keep your own defense off the field right. as long as you can by running out the clock by running the ball so uh, so that that goes to the point what you were saying where the Iowa game which we we talked about this because it, it has been two weeks since the Iowa game they did play Ohio State last week and lose by 39 yeah. that did happen expected. that did happen yes that was like literally the spread like 39 or something mm-hmm. which is crazy but yeah um the Iowa game just going back to it like I said even though there has been a game since then they were in, and they were in even in the second half, if you look at the scoreboard, but that defense was so worn out and so tired oh, that they had no chance. So to your point, they can't do that same thing where the defense is just out there for so long. Yeah, and even more and than that, you're gonna, You have no chance can, to come back. You have no yeah. chance to come back. And, and frankly, that's something that I think that it's not just a they have to avoid letting their own defense get worn out. Right. I think that it's going to be more on can they wear out Nebraska's defense? Can they really start to make this a power running right we win this game late kind of strategy in that way and obviously you do still need to have a competent aerial attack but i think for the most part you have to rely on your defense to get some decent stops early which has not been like extremely easy against nebraska in these past couple weeks uh indiana had some trouble with it they put up 35 points against them uh Nebraska scored in their first drive of the game against uh, OU, who is looking worse and worse by the week. Um, but, yeah. 
and, and who did blow out Nebraska. Like, that's the thing. Every <laughs> every game for Nebraska looks worse and worse as I mean, games progress. And I it's mean, like, oh, that... not that good for blowing out Nebraska. Of course. Northwestern's not that good for beating Nebraska. No, but not. regardless, uh, and I Oklahoma guess kinda... came in and knocked the door. That is what I just said. Oh, you. Oh, you. Meant... Oh, you. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, no, of Ohio State. No, no, you're I good. I thought, <laughs> I thought Ohio you're good. State. He meant that. I know, but, but the point is, is with this team, and you mentioned the rushing game and all of that. Is it fair to say Sam, Sam Brown's the main guy to watch out for offensively? I mean, and that's the thing you have to look at as well, is you look at this Rutgers running game, and you have three running backs who are very good, right. and but Aaron Young very, might very be back as well. Year, but not, I, I guess. Um, but, I mean, Every you look time at, he's got the ball, he's... He's losing yards. I, I guess you could say that, but it hasn't been like no, I, I mean, no. horrific. I, it's not it's been horrific. Thing. I just look at this team and they've consistent. got like yeah. I I guess there, there's the consistency aspect. I guess what I'm saying is that like the running back room is extraordinarily deep. Absolutely. And they can also use that as a weapon sure. where they say okay, instead of Sam Brown running every single play for a drive. For each drive, you rotate out running backs. Sure. You have four guys in rotation. Right. All of them are extremely fresh the whole time. Absolutely. And suddenly your power running game is exponentially scarier because the other team doesn't even have a chance at, uh, at slowing down one running back, let alone three. Right, right. Or let alone four, especially right. if Aaron Young is back, which we saw him on the field against Ohio State. We kind of expected him to play, and I was kind of surprised we didn't see him, but right. that might be because he was getting ready for this game well, against Nebraska. Well, again, that could be the case, or, you know, again, they're still being very, very gradual with the process. That is certainly Will true. Will he play this week? We don't and, know. And, I mean, frankly, he hasn't been strictly necessary. The running game's been solid without right. him. And, again, again, that brings up the point, what is Sam Brown going to contribute to this game tomorrow? And, you know, again, and, I mean, say, that, say whatever you want. Is that, like, Sam Brown has been really good, he but I also good. don't think he's been – I don't know. He, obviously, he was great last week, and sure. he kind of showed why he, he should be the feature back. Absolutely. But at the same time, I mean, Kyle Manunga has had great games that show he should be the feature That's back. That's fair. No, Al-Shadi right. has had great games you're that right. show he should be a feature back. Like, no, it's a I, I am impressed by this entire running back room, and I think that in a game like Nebraska where they have a serious chance of winning the entire time, we'll probably see a solid mix of all three guys – for a decent portion of the game, unless we really do see once again Samuel Brown, like taking over, taking over, taking yeah, over, yeah. Which I I I don't necessarily see happening, Although, but I'm not going to say is impossible. I mean, and and it could happen, it could not happen. We don't know. It's just based off last week. And again, say what say whatever you want about the Buckeyes game. But Sam Brown had a very good game. 15 touches, 80 yards, pretty good game for a kid like that. A freshman, by the way, keep in mind. And if he's able to translate that tomorrow with the home crowd and all of that, that can lead to something. Now, again, with the home crowd, I mentioned this last week. False start penalties and penalties in general have been the main killer for Rutgers the last two weeks. That's that yeah. that I feel like that hasn't been said enough. That's Fourth true. and three against Iowa on that first drive. What happens? False start back penalty. They kick move a field back. Goal. They kick a field goal. If that mm-hmm. does not happen, maybe maybe not. They they don't, they don't get the fourth down. Well, but but they get a chance to still put seven points on the board compared to the three, and then you, and then you gave up twenty one unanswered just like that. I thought they were going. To start the game seven nothing, I thought so for too. sure. I thought so as and well. And then the penalties just killed them. And momentum was on their side completely. But yeah, with how loud the building, it was really loud, man. It was crazy loud. With how loud it's going to be, 
yes, that's an, an advantage for Rutgers, but you cannot let that be a disadvantage just and, and something that can cause those penalties to arise every other time you turn around. That's a must-must-need. And maybe it's been talked about enough, maybe not it's been talked about enough. But at the end of the day, that's a big issue. And if Rutgers is not able to get that fixed tomorrow and Nebraska takes full advantage of that, it won't be pretty. And again, two weeks ago, Iowa, much different team, much better team than Nebraska. But those, that difference from three points to seven points on that first drive led to what resulted two weeks ago. And if, if, if that's the same case where it's fourth and three, you take a false start, you're forced to go for three rather than seven, and then somehow your defense, uh, you know, is not able to contain Iowa, uh, you know, Nebraska, or Nebraska's defense just reads Simon like a book and makes a pick six or whatever it may be. They score defensive touchdowns. If Nebraska is able to hold them off the three points on the first drive, if that situation comes into play rather than seven, and if they're if they're able to score defensive touchdowns right afterwards or any defensive touchdown whatsoever, that will sink Rutgers completely, and it's going to be a tough, tough night. Well, we will have plenty of coverage we of will. Rutgers, Nebraska, tomorrow on Crew, tomorrow on Rutgers Countdown, and actually during the game. So we'll take a quick break on the other you side. You and I will be there, Dennis. We will be I mean, there tomorrow. I'm, hello. I'll be there, too. I know I'm, you will be. You won't be on you'll the be broadcast. with the good old friend Mark D'Agostino. Yeah. <laughs> I will be with Mark D'Agostino. He was a great guy. But Dennis, he Anyways. and I will be on the call. <laughs> Anyways, we'll take a quick break on the other side. NFL predictions for this weekend. You're listening to The Crew on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. And welcome back to The Crew on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Dennis Geisler, Alex Carminati, David Palumbo here. And we will continue our weekly tradition of picking all the NFL games. Coming is that up what that is week. now? A weekly tradition? I like I, it. It's kind of what we've been doing these last love two weeks. I, I like it I a love lot. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's do it, baby. And to ask you, and David, do you have the results of last week? You're lightly... To oh. be determined. Okay. In a couple minutes. Okay. So oh, you do, you, do you want us to, to... I mean, we've kind of got to go ahead and start picking these we'll games. Start, so. We did that last time where we started and circled back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let's start with tonight on Prime Video at Empower Field at Mile High Stadium. Oh, my goodness. Colts at Broncos. Broncos favored by three. Carm, what are you feeling? Call me crazy. Javante Williams out. Jonathan Taylor out. I know. I have to clarify. Say the spreads when you uh, say these. And then, like, what we should do, too. Sorry, before you're about to talk. I'm not going to call you crazy. I'm just going to say something. That's fine. I think, like... Because if we're actually picking these games, whoever's last like has an advantage. Because you could just be different. That and, is like, true. Try no, and make I know. Up. So but we could switch. We could switch. Yeah, so you could go first. That's kind of my idea. But like read, I'll, I'll read it. Doing that now. And read it with but the spread, and then we we'll go for start off. I did say the spread. I just have to say that. Well, I was uh, writing this, trying to calculate. Three points, okay. Denver's favorite. I just wanted to say, yeah. Three points, Denver's favorite. Anyway, what's my answer? Yeah. What is your answer? A tie. I think it's going to be a tie tonight. You're not answering that. No. Pick. We're making you That's pick. That's my answer. We're not picking spreads. Pull, you have to pick a winner. Pull out a coin right now Fine. and flip it. All right. Like, if you want a real answer instead of fun, if you want the real answer over the fun answer, fine. Mm-hmm. Denver will win the game. They'll barely win the game. Russell Wilson will still be brutal. The Colts are worse. It's going to be a brutal game on Amazon Prime. The one plus benefit of Amazon Prime, this game is not on national TV. That's Thank true. goodness. Woo, thank goodness this is freely available on Twitch. Thank goodness for that. Twitch? Yeah. It's on Twitch, too? Yeah. All, all the Prime video games are on Twitch. Are they now? Yeah. It's really funny. That's that how mind. I've been watching all of them. I'll keep that in mind. Um, uh, but for the sake of football and for the sake of the world, 
Thank goodness this is not on national television. For the sake of the world? Yeah, because this game... This <laughs> it's game, just football, bro. It's going to be... I'm, I'm it's telling gonna you. Pretty bad. It's, it's going to be yeah. a horrible game. It's going to be a horrible right. game. Denver's going to barely walk out with the win. The, the, that spread's about right. I think the win by three points exactly. Give me All Denver. Right. Uh, David, we'll do... We'll do clockwise around okay. the room I'm, and just kind of move over each time. I kind of gave my spiel about the Broncos before. I think they're going to get better as the year goes on. I think they're going to win tonight. I think the Colts are really bad. Um, they lost last week to the Titans, but I think they're going to get worse maybe even as the year goes on. I don't think they're very good. I think the Broncos have a chance to get better as the year goes on, so I'm going to take the Broncos tonight. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts. I like Matt Ryan. It's not a great reason. I, I, I don't I'm, I don't feel great about this pick. I just like I, – I think Matt Ryan's pretty good. I think the Broncos are bad. Um, both teams are just horrible. Both teams are just, like, pretty bad. I mean, the thing oh is the goodness. records are not horrendous looking at them, but they're just, like, not very good teams. Still. Um, but still, I, I, think I'll, I think I'll take the Colts tonight. I think Matt Ryan's going to put enough offense together to win the game, and the Broncos have had pretty bad success on offense, so – that's what I'll go with. Um, That's the Thursday night matinee. Well, matinee. Early morning. <laughs> kind of doesn't mean that at all. But Fair enough. How about a Thursday early... night showcase? How about that? You like That's that? Early... <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, England. Giants, Packers. Packers favored by eight. David. Top of the morning to you, Matt. Yeah. Wrong. That wrong. wasn't good. Mate? Mate is Australian. That was, that was nothing. Uh, that was just nothing. Top <laughs> of the morning's not wrong. Top of the morning to you. Chop. But chop. chop. That's a, that's top chap. of the morning Terrible to you. Accent. Chop. Chap. <laughs> I'll see you over the pond in on London, that's England. Can you, can, that's you, can you make your pick? In London, England. You're trying a British accent here? I'm not trying, but the the joints are gonna get smacked in London, England on Sunday morning. Fair enough. Top mate. of the morning to you. Sound like <laughs> Go Pack Go. That's right. Um, go um, Pack Go. Top of the Scottish. morning. Uh, the, I, Scottish I'm, man. I'm going to pick the Packers. As am I. Right. Go Pack Go. We'll take the Packers da, da, sweep. Da, 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 Top of the da, morning da. to you. Go Pack Go. Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. Steelers at Bills. Bills favored by 14. Oh, I'm supposed to be writing these down. 14 I haven't written any of these down. Oh, David, We're gonna have to you've s- got to write them down. Hold up. Okay, back to back to game one. It okay, was, you both pull, picked uh, the Broncos. I picked the Colts. It was... And then we all picked dude, the Packers for the second game. this stinks. I need to organize You're this You're the one so making the better. system, pal. I don't know. Mm, that wasn't nice. Yeah, just <laughs> say sorry. Sorry, pally. Oh, that's, that's even tough, worse. Man. That's tough. You need 14 some, like, is the spread on no, that game? No, I got it. One spread. I'm going to assume that we're all going to take the Bills. Absolutely. And instead, we'll ask whether we think that the Bills are going to cover. I, th- I, th- I think the Bills win by 20 points. Okay, so they do cover. I think they win by 20 points, at, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really good. And on- honestly, Trubitsky, like Kenny Pickett didn't... Trubitsky is a joke. It's going to be Kenny Pickett. It will be Pickett. Kenny Pickett is and QB1. And he's not playing that great either. I know he's QB1. But for a young player like that to put him in that spot against such a good team, yeah, against the best, one of the best defenses in the NFL. After throwing two I'm, picks, and I'm, I'm going to get game so many week, fantasy points with the Bills defense oh, this week. I'm sure you will I'm go crazy. But with the situation that happened last week with Pickett, and he did not look good, I, I get it. wrong. First, I disagree with you. Look, look. First game, two picks were not pretty. He had two three costly picks. picks. He had he three. three. It was still pretty and costly. All of them were not his fault. But they they were still costly. There was costly. At least one that was his fault. Which one? They were still costly. I, I don't know. I don't know which which one. I can't none count of them. them. Look, well, anyway, I watched the game and none of them were his fault. I knew I'm day, making something up. He's not going to have a good week this week. 
And Buffalo's just going to cream them. It's going to be an easy day for Buffalo. A nice day at the office. And Pittsburgh is going to just be brutal to watch for the next few weeks. Because they got the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Eagles, the Dolphins. All right. Yikes. I'm calling that one a, a mulligan on our order because all of us are picking the Bills. You've got them all written down, right, David? He's working this on week, it. we've only done three games. Right? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you were caught up. Oh, my gosh. Um, Alex Carminati did amazing last week. Did I know? <laughs> Do you have the, the really? record for last week? Or? Just for Alex Coleman. Okay, okay. What's we'll, my record? We'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. that. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that. Char- okay, okay, okay. We, but it's still in the 1 o'clock block. Chargers at Browns in Cleveland. Chargers favored by 2.5. I go first here. I'm going to take the Chargers. The Browns have been pretty bad. The Chargers haven't been super impressive either, but I like what they have on paper. Uh, Keenan Allen's pretty good. Um, and honestly, Hasn't their losses. Has three, four weeks? Yeah, but I, I think he is I guess he playing the Browns. This week? I think he's coming back. Come on, I don't, I don't think so. He might not be. Whatever. They're still a pretty solid team. They beat the Texans last week pretty comfortably. They were bad against the Jaguars, but other than that, they've been pretty decent this entire season. And the Browns are just not that good. I mean, I mean, I can pick this in my sleep. I fell asleep. I'm awake. Give me the Chargers. The end. All right. It's Chargers. Who? Browns. I can pick this in my sleep. I can pick this in my sleep. Chargers. All right, all of us pick the Chargers. In Minneapolis, Bears at Vikings. Vikings favored by seven and a half. Carm, you, 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 I'm sorry, Bears Vikings, right? Yeah. Worse, and awful. Uh, give me Minnesota. I can't stand both teams. Minnesota's better. Give me the Vikings. They'll blow them out. All right, David. Bears at Vikings. Oh, the Vikings are gonna blow them out. I feel bad for you. Yeah, I, I feel bad, bad as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Vikings. I'm, wow. I'm not happy. Wait, about Wait, did it, we do a game the after the Bills? Uh, the game after the Bills was the Chargers game. We all picked the Chargers. Chargers over the Browns, and then we all picked the Vikings. We've all just kind of been the same <laughs> this week. But I think all these, we- so I think all these games are really easy. Uh, we'll, we'll do one that might have a little bit more intrigue. Okay. Uh, Lions at Patriots. Patriots favored by three. David. It's your turn, and it was your lock. Of the it week. was my lock. I picked the the Lions, even though they're underdogs. But I think straight up, I'm also just going to pick the Lions. Just, I mean, I think I think this game could go either way. I the Lions are obviously a, a super young team. Uh, Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, we talked about before a lot. They still have some injuries. Swift is, I mean, he's one of the most explosive players in the league. Mm-hmm. He's still going to be out this week, but the Patriots are bad, man. And mm-hmm. it's really a shock to see how quickly they fell and just how bad Bill Belichick's team is this year, but I'm sure they'll still scratch out a couple more wins, but they're a bad team. So I'm going to take the Lions and just some of the energy. The fact even that I'm choosing I'm Detroit gonna, It's over. not your turn. Oh, I'm sorry. We go my the ap- same way every time. My apologies. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to be probably different on pick the ba- the Patriots here. Their favor. The defense is fine. Detroit's just not that good. I, I agree with that. Uh, it, it, Bailey Zappi's crazy, so... I mean, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, but, but. <laughs> I'll take the Patriots regardless. We've made the mistake Where of all picking the Lions. Uh, Bailey Zappi was at Western Kentucky. WKU? He, uh, he he made the FBS record for passing yards and passing touchdowns. That's cool. Carm. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Detroit's going to beat New England. Okay. And the Lions, I mean, my golly, that offense is incredible. Both defenses are not that good, but the Patriots just have no rhythm at all. Oh, my goodness. All right. It's a horrible tap dance. Give me Detroit. Seahawks at Saints. Saints favored by five and a half. I'm going to Ooh. take the, Saint, wait, the... The Saints are favored? The yes. Saints are favored by five and a half. At home. Wow. 
I oh man, I don't know about this one. I the Seahawks are not good, but the Saints are also not good. The Saints have lost some close games. The double doink. Uh, man, last week. Yeah, that was last week. I guess I'll take the Saints. I don't like it, but I'll take the Saints. Who's that? me? Yeah, I'm flying with Geno and the Birds. Give like me that. Seattle. Geno's been remarkable, and DK Metcalf has been succeeding more with Geno Smith than Russell Wilson in his career so far. Seattle's been remarkable. In his oh my career so far. All right, <laughs> over 40 just, points they scored. Give me Seattle. Come not on, a factual statement. Um, stats wise, I think it it's is. I think it's like a per game basis. Maybe on a per game basis, but he. Okay. But it's been like stats four wise, games. It is. So. Uh, maybe on a per game basis. But anyway, he's played. Seven games with Gino. It still says a lot. Last year. Anyway, your point. A uh, small sample size. Go ahead. My point is that uh, this is a gross game. It is. I don't know really why is. anyone would watch this. If you're a Saints or Seahawks fan, you should turn your TV off and go over the pond and wake up early and watch the Giants. That, that, was, that was better. Scottish. That was better, Scottish. No, it Scot- was. It wasn't. It was. It was probably worse. I I I like the can Scots. You pick, can you pick the game? Dennis, if you ask me to hurry up one more time, <laughs> I'm going to throw the mouse. Okay. Oh, my. I'll, I'll, <laughs> that was a little I'll, violent. I'll I apologize. I'll, I'll calmly, patiently ask you to Okay, well, let me get to it. Both these teams are so bad. Yep. And we're not picking Jameis Winston. And we're not picking Geno Smith. But we're picking Geno Smith. Okay. Give Gino. me the Seahawks. Geno's okay. been incredible. And who did you pick? Seattle. And who yeah. did you pick? I picked the Saints. <laughs> yes, you did. Who's next, Dennis? All right, next game, Dolphins at Jets. Dolphins Ooh. favored by three and a half. <sighs> I like Probably this. missing two. Uh, Jets Teddy are interesting going to start. Teddy Bridgewater will start. Yeah. yeah. Start. Uh, Karm, I believe it's your turn. You know what? My gut wants to go with Miami. But here's the deal. Two is not playing. So I'm going to fly with the Jets. And right. I'm going to fly with Zach Wilson doing his little gritty dance mm-hmm. after he throws touchdown passes. And maybe he'll catch one more. So give me the New York Jets this week. David. Yeah, I'm just looking at the screen and I messed up somehow. Oh no. What'd you mess up with? Uh I just wrote down that you picked the Colts and the Titans. How did I do that? You didn't. I just wrote that down wrong. What was the game? I mean, it looks like me and Karn both crushed you. Yeah, no. So I'm gonna I, give you I, I, a, I think I'll just give you an extra win. Yeah, no, that's, That sounds about right because we're you. just gonna be I, I last. definitely was like I was terrible last week. Chicago. I just yeah. kinda picked differently <laughs> Steelers yikes. I got kind of owned. <laughs> I mean I think we we both had the Steelers too I had the Jets I had the Steelers I had the Jets okay well dude I, I don't know man this is another gross game because Zach Wilson I think did not look good really he looked good oh, on the last yeah. drive which okay. kind of won them the game bad okay. but yeah he just did not look impressive he had a very very nice touchdown and the last drive was nice and then the the Berrios play was cool too but, yeah, the Dolphins without Tua and the Jets, maybe they have a little momentum. Maybe they're just really bad. I don't. I think I'm overthinking this. I, the Dolphins are the better team. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Like, Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable backup quarterback for a situation like this. The Jets are just not that good. Uh, I think the Dolphins, just being the better team, will find a way to scrap this game out. It's not going to look pretty, but I think they're going to win it. Yeah. So I'll take the Dolphins as well. Who's next, pal? Next up, Falcons at Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by nine and a half. Is this a game? David. I see I get lucky with the game. Same I record. Go first. 
It's same just, record, but I'm taking the Bucks. Same, I'm also taking the Bucks. They, they have the same record. They do. They're both two and two. And this is a game. Yeah, Come it is on. undeniably a football game. Come and on. this is a game. Already at move on. Tampa's gonna whip them. All right, three Buccaneers. Titans at Commanders at FedEx Field, and my we, home. And just in a quick introduction, yeah. we almost have those records. All right, we'll we'll get that almost. Later you said Washington on. and who? Washington, Tennessee, in Landover. Another gross oh game. Tennessee Goodness. favored by one and a half. I'm going to take the Commanders. I think that's a bad idea. I think it is, too. But uh, Tennessee's defense is just not good enough to stop Carson Wentz. And I think the Commanders will put something okay together. Not good, but I think enough to scrap out a win. That Commanders team is just brutal to watch. They are, but the Titans are not good either. I know either. flag football teams that look better, man. Come on. Give me Tennessee. And this is a catch-22 situation where where you're you're really picking poison between these two horrible teams. Who's home? Uh, Washington's uh, home. Washington. Landover. In that, in that broken stadium that's that, FedEx that, field. that needs to be reconstructed on the spot. Um, a different spot. You're, you are picking your poison right there. You're picking... Poison in one cup and poison in a bottle. Give me the poison in a cup, meaning Which Tennessee. Which is Tennessee, okay. David, break the tie. I'm going to take Tennessee as well. Okay. I was going to pick Washington because they're home, but I think they're that bad. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree, but I just think Tennessee is so bad as well. Texans at Jaguars, TIA Bank Field, my my second home. Uh, Jaguars yes, favored by seven. Carm. I'm up. Yeah. The Jags. It's going to be Saxonville. And J- Jacksonville gave a really, really good effort against the Eagles last week. They scared Jalen Hurts. They were up big early. They really scared mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. And I give Jacksonville a lot of credit. I give Doug Peterson a lot of credit. That's a really, really shockingly good team so far. Mm-hmm. C- can they keep it up? We'll see. They'll keep it up at least one more week. They'll take care of Houston. Goodbye. David? I'm taking the Jags. I am also going to take the Jaguars. They they looked impressive at times against the Eagles and then also pretty bad at times they against did. the Eagles. Like the, the exploitable <clears throat> thing is a lot of the turnovers. But um, the pick six was remarkable to kick off the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, there there was definitely a lot of positives for the Jaguars there. I think it's just that it I it, it'll be interesting to see if any teams figure them out as the season goes on. That is true. Uh, but we're all Jaguars over the Texans. The Texans are awful. Into the middle block, 49ers at Panthers, 49ers favored by six and a half, David. A lot of bigger spreads this week, I'm noticing. A lot of touchdown games. I think part of it is like people have kind of figured out these teams. Part of it is it's just kind of one-sided games, a lot of them. That makes sense. It's just the better teams against the worst teams. Yeah, I think the Niners are another one of those teams in the Broncos that has definitely underperformed, but I also think can get better. Um I think, despite that, I think they're gonna cr- they're gonna crush. Who are they playing? Carolina uh, the Panthers. Dumpster fire. I mean, yeah. I, I if if Darnold wasn't hurt, they might go to him. Baker Mayfield's been that bad, oh, and I've horrible. been someone who's like defended Baker in past years, and like even last year because he had like the shoulder problem, the torn sure. labrum. Sure. Everyone I mean, was the clowning thing is, there's, him. There's so many bigger issues with Carolina than Baker. But he's at this been point. that bad. He's been not great, and he's been dragging the whole team he's down. But there, ha- there are other issues, and this, this team is not good. I think the Niners are going to win this game. I mean, yeah, I'm, I think the. Oh, I'm sorry. We go again. the same order every time. <laughs> I keep I, I forgetting. Think that the, it's okay. You're the class Panthers act. are basically just Thank a just on a countdown clock until Matt Rule is fired, and that's another. As, as as bad as the 49ers have been at points this season. 
I think they're still in a position where they are trying to win the NFC West. I think they're still in a position to do it. And they might. So I I think they can't afford to take a game like this lightly. And I think the Panthers, on the other hand, it's just like, okay, when does Matt Rule get fired? When do we have to shuffle around our whole priorities? When do we start tanking for uh, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? Uh, Regardless, I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. Give me the Niners, baby. All the gold rush. Carolina's been horrible. And seriously, San Fran looked phenomenal versus the Rams last week. They looked really, really good. They'll spill it over to Charlotte. And honestly, right now, my early pick to win that division is the 49ers. My, I have those records, by the way. Okay, what we'll, are the we'll do it so? after we're done with this. Because sure. we've only got four games Okay, left. that's fine. Go ahead. Sounds good. That's fine. All right. Uh, Cowboys at Rams in SoFi. Rams favored by oh five goodness. and a half. It's my turn. Oof, I actually like this game. Hi, these Rams Ugh. are such a terrible team. Yeah. They lost me my fantasy week last week for being so terrible on offense. Uh, I'll be sick to my stomach if I have to pick them to win, but I'll probably be sicker if I have to pick the Cowboys without their starting quarterback. So I'm going to take the Rams. I hate both these teams. But, I mean, it's going to be – it's either going to be a really competitive game or a natural disaster. Either one is going to take place. And again, the cup, the bottle of poison. This time I'm going with the bottle of poison, and the bottle of poison is the Rams. Give me the Rams. When you said cup, did you mean Cooper Cup? or No, a cup. Like a cup that you drink. But I know what you're trying to get No, there. no, where's the poison come in? The poison... He, he's doing this poison metaphor, and I don't I, understand You, you must be only doing it on from. Tuesdays, because I missed this. No, he did no. it, like, earlier today. That's, he, he's been you doing it this me? block. It's been the really annoying. Is, David, is that David make your pick. <laughs> both teams are really bad. You pick the Rams. Make That's your pick, point. David. Again, I'm going to ask you kindly not to do that, but we're going to make our <laughs> pick here. Man, this is a tough game, because Cooper Rush... I would love if he could take Dak's job. And I don't like, I'm not a Dak hater or anything, but he has, like, not been bad at all. That'd be funny. Dak was so bad week one. He was. Uh, Rams are going to win this game, but I don't want to pick them. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys. That's okay. I'm going to do it. I don't really think they're going to win, but I like the five and a half. All right. Uh, Final game of the block. Eagles at Cardinals. Eagles favored by five. (laughs) David. I... Give me the best team in the NFC. I will also take the only undefeated team left in football. Is this really a question? Yeah, is this I really think it. I think it definitely is. This but is a question. Give me. Yeah, I think it's a game. I think it's a, a semi-interesting game. game, but I, I, I still think the Eagles. It depends are. how the Cardinals start. If they start awful, it's going to be a nightmare. If they're competitive and the and, and Jalen Hurts is still shaken up after that bad start last week, then maybe we can see the see the tide turns a little bit. I think it also was because of how bad the weather was. That's fair. In the Eagles game last week. That's fair. But Hurts has played in that weather before. Yeah. He's played there. No, no, you you would know more than me. You're an Eagles Eagles guy. I'm a, I mean, I'm not an Eagles fan, but I do like the Eagles. Yeah. I well, do like well, them. I mean, that's I mean, what a fan is. That that's what a, a fan is. That was still, pr- like, uniquely pretty bad weather. I drove through it right past Lincoln Financial on that day. Did you really? Uh, yeah, coming back from the airport. Because um, we were in Philly. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, oh, oh, that's right. And it I was, it was pretty bad. So I, I, I can give some, like... Anecdotal evidence. Yeah, so... so well, I mean, it's anecdotal evidence, but it's also like a fact. Yeah, a fact of me being there, like my my own lived experiences. Right. Fact, not cap. 
Facts. Yeah. Fact, not cap. Anyway, what's next? Do we all pick the Eagles? Indeed. I think we all pick the Eagles. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Bengals at Ravens. Ravens favored by wow. three. It's my turn? I think so. I think so. Uh, the Bengals have been not very good this season. The Ravens, I mean, both teams are 2-2, two and two, but the Bengals have been 2-2 two and two in a less impressive way. The Ravens have put up, I mean, they, they very nearly beat the Bills last week. I think they probably should have won that game. Yeah. So give me the Ravens in a big situation here. Give me Carm. Cincinnati. The okay. Bengals are starting to turn things around. Whether it be the Tua injury or not, they're really getting back on that high horse. I think it'll start again. They started 0-2. They'll be 3-2. They'll beat Baltimore. Man, I I think this could be... This, this is probably the best game of the week, right? Probably is. This could is, be. This is a great game on paper. It's just If you're going off what's happened in the first four weeks of the year, you're taking the Ravens. If you're looking ahead or looking at preseason stuff, it... Then it's more of a game. Cincinnati. I mean, the Ravens are still an impressive team. They are very good. I team. know, I know, but the Bengals won the, the, the Super yeah. Bowl last year. Yeah, um, they, they, yeah, that's absolutely they, true. Yeah, that's, so, man, I think this is going to be a really good game. I'm, I'm going to take the Ravens just because Lamar's been that good this year, mm-hmm. and fair. Joe Burrow hasn't, and obviously that can still switch, but Lamar's been special. Yeah, and then our final game: Monday Night Football, Raiders at Chiefs, Kansas City favored by seven. Carm. KC, choppity, chop, chop, chop. Mahomes will play great, and they'll take care of uh, Las Vegas. No chop. No, like, Atlanta Braves references or anything, please. No. No chop. That's what they do. No chop. Oh, 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 that's right. You're a Mets fan. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyway. Funny Mets. uh, Who's next, Dave? Yeah, well, maybe if the Cubs didn't sweep in September. Yeah, the Mets would not be playing tomorrow. The, the Mets' problem. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Actually, just completely their problem, but <laughs> I'm happy we went the whole two hours and didn't talk about it. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas the Chiefs. Kansas City, Vegas. I'm taking Kansas City. the Chiefs. Uh, I'm also going to take Kansas City around that out. David, so there do was, we have the records from last week? We do, and I also have a fun fact that we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight, nine games that we all picked the same team this week. What a great week of NFL football. Which is I can't wait to not pay attention to it except for uh, fantasy. (laughs) What do you know? So, Dennis went 10-6 again. Very good record. Wow, really? Well, yeah, we all went ten and six the first week. I, I'm I'm shocked that I went ten and six the second week. I thought I was like seven and nine. <laughs> and then Dennis went ten and six. Alex went twelve and four. I went fourteen and two. Fourteen and two. The Steelers Steelers wow. Jets game got me. And then what was the other one? It's kind of nice. The the Lions. The, the, no, I the Lions won. The Colts. No, the Lions lost. lost. They, they lost. lost to the Seahawks. Okay, so add one more loss to all of our records. Yeah. <laughs> Nine, yeah. <laughs> all right, so I'm 12 and 5. No. Nope, that's not how that works. Yeah. You take away a win and you add a loss. 11 oh, and duh. 5. 11 and 5. Yeah, it's quick I math. was 9 and 7, and he was 13 and 3. Yeah, well. Was. That's still pretty good. <laughs> it was the Lions, the Steelers, and the Titans. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What do you know? What do you know? I. And, uh, and the fact that we have nine straight teams that we're all choosing in this, it could be a great week or it could be a natural disaster. I feel like it's going to be a pretty, pretty boring week. Like there will be one, maybe two upsets in those nine That's games. Fair. But for At the, the same most time, part, you never I think know. it's going to be. You never know at the same time. And even if it is like a bunch of upsets, like it's early season, like who really cares? <laughs> like if the Eagles lose to the Cardinals, it's like, okay, we have no more undefeated teams. That's kind of interesting by itself. But I don't know. It just won't be that exciting. With that, we are going to call it for the day. This has been 
the WRSU crew with Dennis Geisler, Alex Carminati, and David Palumbo. Uh, 